All right, I think I think we're live, everybody. Welcome back to RIS Talking with Teachers, and I'm not really sure about that title, Talking with Teachers, because I'm thinking this is just kind of talking to people in general. But today it is a teacher, Scott Hunter is in uh, in the studio, which I well, it's the art room right now. It's actually at my desk full of a bunch of random stuff, but you don't see that, so we're in the studio. Scott, how you doing? Yeah, good man, good. I'm pretty nervous and excited, so... All right, well, no reason to be nervous. It's just just us chatting um, and my phone on the desk, so it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty simple. My thing that I want to start with is something that the audience is going to experience during this podcast and that I experienced when I first met you, is understanding you. Yeah, yeah, it's difficult. I come from Glasgow in Scotland. I've got quite a broad accent, and this is me trying to use my teacher voice. You should hear me when I'm back home. It gets ten times worse than this. Wow. <laughs> and how, how does that work? Like, back home, is it everyone just kind of gets the slang, and therefore you can kind of talk faster, or...? Yeah, I think we kind of make noises more than anything else. You could just walk past someone, and be like, or, and you'd be like, oh, he just said good morning, and they'd not said anything other than just a grunt. So I, it's a bit different now. Like, I'm kind of getting used to it. Okay, and is there a lot of, you say it's kind of like a noise, is it kind of those things just in different parts of different communities, or is it, would you say that's just a, a Scottish thing in general? Well, across the central belt of Scotland, there's a very um, deep dialect that I've kind of mastered. Um, when it goes elsewhere, people can change and become more like spoken English, so I've just not picked that up in my 27 years yet. Okay. I'm still trying. Well, I always, I always peg for myself that I'm quite good at understanding people's accents and things like that. I used to work at a, at a boys and girls club, and so there's a lot of kids from Haiti and from different parts of the world, and they would kind of talk similar things that you would say where they would either just make kind of noises or <laughs> say little things that weren't like full, complete sentences, but it seemed like their friends and their community understood what they were talking about. And so I kind of had to spend time trying to figure out, all right, like... What do I need to know about what is Scott saying right now to understand him? Do I need to do I need to know all of it? Not yeah. not really, maybe. I think we I think we've got a because we know each other already. I think we can understand a wee bit more than if someone was to meet me for the first time and they don't give you that look. That's like, oh my god, what did he just say? Right. Maybe maybe I'm coming prepared to the conversation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm like getting my ears ready to listen to you. We've got it. We've got it down, <laughs> which is good. Um, now you're a big sports guy, obviously, in sports. Not even not even going into education, just sports in general. Were you were you on the the path to being a sports like an athlete yourself? Was that a career goal before teaching, or has it always been you were sports and coaching? Was it always kind of that thing? Were you always kind of an educator, or were you on a, a path of athletic success on your own? Um. I I love football, but I was I was always ever okay. I think I'm a jack of all trades. I can do a lot of sports well, but not one sport excellent. So I, I always kind of fitted into a sports person, but never an athlete. I had um, trials with the Scotland national team for volleyball when wow. I was a kid, and then I just kind of lost my weight and didn't do it and moved into the coaching side, and that's how PE teaching kind of fitted in because it wasn't one sport. I could do all sports to a high standard. And I could pass that on rather than falling down one sport and move into being an athlete. So now, if if Scott the teacher went back and saw that guy at the national team tryouts or whatever, what have you, with the volleyball, and you say you kind of fell out, you kind of lost 
your what your path on that little thing. Yeah. What what would you tell him now from your how would you get that that student motivated to keep pushing? Because um, would you have had the potential? Someone would have like guided you said no 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 you need to get your diet sorted you need to cut out this 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 and kind of focus on yeah on volleyball. Yeah. I... I don't know if I was to go back because my life is amazing now and I love what I do. So I don't even know if I would tell him to be that motivated to this because it's led me onto this path, which I think is 10 times better now because I absolutely love what I do. But if I was to go back, I'd be like, to try and tell them just don't give up. If it's what I wanted to do, that shouldn't stop me from going ahead and doing it completely. And you see people who are half in, half out. If you're going to do something, do it well. Never just... Half, half in, half out. If you're going to do something, do it to the best of your ability. And that's what I'm trying to tell my t- kids now. Okay. Is do everything to the best of your ability. Is that kind of your... Would they know that motto? Like, there's a, there's a lady here, in, uh, the counsellor in the primary, Shauna. And I'm, I'm sure you've seen Shauna around. But yeah. if, if Shauna says to the kids, hey, what's my, what's my motto? They say, Shauna loves you. Like, everyone, like, the kids, <laughs> the kids know it. Would they... If, if you yelled out, like, what does Mr. Hunter say? And they'd be like... What would they say? Uh, they'd say something totally different. They make fun of my accent because I say boys and girls. And they always love the way I say girls because it sounds like ghettos in American. Oh, okay. So, All right. Like, say girls, girls. Um, but in terms of what they think, I, I don't think I have a motto. I think I've got a general persona of I push kids as hard as I can in practical sense. But with fun being the centre of all my classes. If any kid comes out of my class and they didn't have fun, I don't think they learned very much, regardless right. of what we're doing. Um, so fun is always the main focus. And I think if you had to ask them about Mr Scott's classes, what's the main thing about them? They would say having fun. And how do you how do you gauge fun? Like, do you just see that? Is that something yeah. you can see? Like, you know it? You can just feel it? I think you can feel it. Yeah, I don't think you can, I don't think you can measure it. I think you can just feel it. And if the kids are laughing, joking, but still on task, that, that's the definition. Um, as long as they're staying on the thing that you're asking you to do and you can see that they're having fun, you've achieved a great lesson. Right. And now, I do find it interesting that you say, you know, I wouldn't go back and talk to that younger me and, and kind of push them off anything else because you're happy where you are. You're, you're loving this part of the journey. And that kind of brings me to leadership. Now, you and I, we have a, a common... A common bond, I would say, we're both taking a leadership program because we. But I'm doing it for my reasons. Yeah. But but what are yours? Um, I'm I'm really interested in the starting stages of high school. Um, and that's where I work with the grades sixes and sevens. And as I'm going to be head of grade for the sixes next year, I want to make sure that they're best prepared. So I figured that if I want to make sure that's going to happen, the best person to do that is me. So I wouldn't like for someone else to come in and do it if I think I could do it better. So by doing that leadership pathway, I wanted to make sure that I was preparing the kids the best way that I possibly could. Okay. And that's my, my goals for that. And do you have, did you grow up with a lot of leaders? Like, is there a, a strong leader in, in your life? Is Did you have that kind of idea? Like, I, I don't remember myself as a young person thinking about people as leaders. I don't know. I just didn't look at yeah. the world. I saw, like, adults and my friends. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like yeah, I, everyone was just yeah. kind of like an adult to me. And whether mm. you were a teacher or a principal, like I didn't look at, like I, I never knew who head of grade was. Yeah. Like that wasn't something I was aware of. No, I don't think we had them either. And looking about, it was always, it was never leaders, it was always inspirational people. And I took quite a lot from inspirational people who, um, when they were down, then they managed to turn their life around. And I always thought that if someone would look at me when I was, when they were younger, 
and looking up to me, they'd want to say like, you know, he's really achieved something. And that's what I want to set for my kids and everyone around me is that anyone can achieve great things. And I think that whether that's a leader or not, maybe it's just more of an inspirational person. I think I'd like to be more that than a leader. Someone that you can say, look at him, he's done this, I can do that too. Right. And I think that's that's one of the main goals in teaching and in life, I think. And do, do you think leadership is, as, at least in the context of how, I, I know you said it's about inspiring people. Sorry, someone just barged into the studio, um, as they do around here. Just that popular? Yeah, exactly. They're just ready for the next podcast. Sorry, we are done. Um, you say like it's, it's an inspiring thing, but what... What do you take for the leadership when it comes to looking at like your students? Yeah, um, being a leader, like I really want to drive my kids into they've got the best pathway for success, and I think that um, you know being a leader is about showing that showing that you can do that is driving kids for success, and that's what I'm willing to take from this new role and the the new leadership program. Now. I'm big on... Miriam, can you grab that door? This microphone will pick up everything. Sorry, Miss Miriam is in the studio setting up for the busy day, which we have coming. Yes, please. Thank you. Um, I'm always looking at... Well, I'm kind of obsessed now with innovation in the future and this idea that the world is getting over-innovated which is amazing. It makes our lives better. We don't have to go to shopping malls. We don't even have to go to grocery stores. Yeah. But then, you know, everyone doesn't need to work in those places. So yeah. then everything, the landscape changes. How is the landscape going to change within PE? Like, wow. it's changed. I'll give you an example. I, I used to be a swimmer. Um, of course, I never grew to be six foot something like Phelps or all these guys. So that, that's what I blame my non-success <laughs> on. But I used to go to swim camp and... and if uh, the, the viewers have heard this story a little bit before, they used to have this big underwater camera. And that's why you went to that camp. Because you would swim and then there would be a day of analyzing your footage wow. of like what you look. But this was like way back in the day, well, right? So, so <laughs> that was, but nowadays you could get a, a screen on your iPad and go underwater and, and videotape yeah. your flip turn or something. You could do it. Like you could do that at the, the Owl Reef swimming pool. You could and, do it here? Yeah, you could yeah. do it here. You could do it anywhere. Yeah. So... I see those things be, like changing for the benefit. What's gonna be what's gonna be the big push with PE and? Ah, uh, I really don't know. I think there's a lot of when I was growing up, um, you know, we were playing FIFA every night, and then one day their school got an Xbox, and we got to play FIFA as part of our structures and strategies platform for PE. So we got to realise like when we were doing football, what structure and strategy we'd use, and we were doing it through video games. But it was kind of like more as a treat or as a reward. It wasn't a every day. And we're using iPads and that every day now. And I think the future, if I had to put a guess on it, would be the VR. So you could actually put yourself in an Olympic platform, but you've not left the classroom. Right. And I think that would be the way it would go. But you can't guess it. Because when we were kids, you wouldn't guess it was like this now. You wouldn't guess that every kid would have an iPad and sit in and you could do half the stuff that we can do now. No, but I also didn't hear horror stories of like, don't think about working at the counter of McDonald's while you're trying to graduate high school because yeah. that job will be animated. That will not be animated. It will be taken over by an iPad. Yeah. You know, like, oh, those are, like, real kinds of things that, you know, I'm talking to the primary students now. Like, you need to try 
to think of the world in 10 years. Oh, yeah, Like, definitely. just kind of, vis- like, envision. I know you can't, because like you said, like, how would we know we would have a recording studio with yeah. my phone on a desk, yeah. you know? It's, it's really crazy. I think that me and you in particular are in quite in a good situation, because I think as long as the world goes on, there will always be art. Where there's some platform of art, it will just change. And I think there will always be sport. So me and you are in quite a unique position that our things will always exist just in a different platform. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know what that is, but if we tell kids that if you're passionate about sport or if you're passionate about art or any subject that anyone's listening to, that that will manifest itself in some way. So regardless of if you're passionate about it and you're good at it and you drive yourself, you can fit the future platforms, even though if we don't know what they are. Um, and I think that's very key to motivate students to know that. I agree. Yeah. And I think... Uh Coming to the final point, see, 15 minutes flies in a I know, podcast. I know. It's done, right? I know, it's brilliant. I'm really enjoying what, it. Uh, you are obviously a guy that I feel is, is passionate. And I, I see, like, you know, you know there's certain people you, you feel you like, and this is not trying to say anything because you came on the podcast <laughs> of, as my first non-SLT member, yeah. but this is like, you know, you see people who are passionate about stuff and you, say, you just know there's going to be, they're just going to do great things. Are those great things going to happen in Abu Dhabi or where, where are you going to do the great things? Do you think? I can see myself being here for a while um, and as long as I am happy here, I think I will be here. Um, I have already moved up in terms of leadership positions already and that's something that I really strive to do, but I would... The only reason I would leave here is if I stop having an impact on the children. And having an impact on the children is one of the main things. And whether I do that as just a PE teacher um, or, you know, as a coach, athletics director, head of grade, head of school, whatever. As long as I'm here making an impact, I'll stay here because I'm very, very happy. It's a great place to be, not just in the school, the city, even the country, the UAE. I absolutely adore it and I would stay here for as long as I can. What would be... Um, I'm hoping I'm throwing this out onto the Twitter landscape, and there's expats out there, and they're they're thinking about taking a risk and going abroad. You love it here. What would be the top three things about Abu Dhabi that are making you are making you stay? Um, I was different. I came from Saudi Arabia beforehand, and I was in Jeddah, and there wasn't a lot of there was a fair amount of freedom, more than what people think. But the freedom of the UAE, and particularly Abu Dhabi. Is amazing. People come out thinking it's you know closed. You can't do stuff. That's not the case at all. You can do anything from any sports to any art projects to just going out for dinner. You can have all types of food that people wouldn't expect. Um, second of all, the weather. Scotland is not very hot, um, and I absolutely love it. I can't get a good suntan, but I would certainly give it a good good shot. And the people. I've never been in a situation where you've met people from so many different backgrounds. Um, like, even talking to you, I've never spoken to another person from outside the UK, except from Hollywood before. Right. And I get to speak to them every day, whether I be students, teachers, or just anyone. So you really immerse yourself in this society, and I, I love that. I would never change that. I agree. And on that point, I think that wraps up this episode of Talking With People, or Talking With Teachers, however you want to put it with RS. I'm your host, Mark Ryan. Scott, thanks for coming in, dude. Thank Appreciate you very much, it. mate. All Thank right, you. dude. There we go. Over and out.